Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am happy, excited, ecstatic, because I'm going to be talking to Clayton Stenson here today, none other than the Unity Guide. We're going to be talking about bridging the gap between visionaries and integrators. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you soon will. Clayton, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. So Clayton, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about visionaries and integrators. And those of us that don't understand what that is, you're going to be helping us understand that a little bit better. But let's learn a little bit about Clayton. What, you know, let's your history, your background and how you helped started helping thought just decided that you wanted to help people with the EOS system and, and being a yeah. fractional integrator and then now helping visionaries and integrators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm kind of an unlikely candidate for this, to be honest. I w I grew up on a farm, <laughs> five generations of farmers on the same farm, 117 years. So you wouldn't have expected that I would end up doing this kind of work. Uh, but then through the years, you know, I ended up actually, it was at my church was the first time that I, uh, I was on staff and I was working with a visionary and um, to be honest, it was very challenging the first time around. I had no real office experience. I had no experience working with this type of person before. Uh, the biggest challenge of, of it all is that we're very different, right? Like a visionary, maybe I'll just go there quickly. Mm -hmm. Visionary, typically they're a founder. They're typically, um, very good at sales uh they're usually really good at ideas right they're they're research and development like they they like to 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 learn and try to understand you know different things and come up with new ideas uh they're usually really good at big relationships uh you know solving big problems but they usually really dislike details and process yeah. and management and all of that kind of thing um whereas the integrator is the opposite right they tend to like details like process they like managing people they like solving the little problems and making systems that will make problems go away uh so my first time uh working with a visionary you know we didn't have an integrator type on the team and so i started off i'm like oh, i'm so excited to work with with him and then like two weeks in i'm like what have i done why am i working here this place is chaos right and it was mm -hmm. I loved the mission. It was a church and I'm a Christian and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, love the Lord and all of that. But, but it was very challenging for someone like me who I didn't recognize was a, was an integrator, natural integrator type, but it really bothered me. So then I had to manage my own, um, attitude and be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. 
and that wasn't easy, but over seven years working there, I was able to, you know, to bring some order to the chaos. Um, but yeah, that was kind of how it, how it all got started. Um, so what, so you're, you're, you're starting out in this position, working with a visionary. What mm -hmm. were some of the things that just drove you absolutely crazy? Well, there was no, um, no instructions on how to do anything, right? Like there was no, <laughs> there was no job descriptions. There was no processes. There was nothing was written down, right? So it's like, okay, you're in charge of this. Go. Yeah. And it's like, well, what is this? <laughs> like, like what, what do I do? Right. So I had to kind of invent everything from scratch. Right. Which, which is fine um if people are motivated and self-starters you know mm -hmm. you can, you can do that but i would say that like some people can't right yeah and will will wilt and will quit right good thing i'm stubborn right because i yeah didn't, i didn't i didn't give up right and you know and the other side of visionaries is typically they're very busy right so they're you know they're hard to corral to ask questions to right and they're also um usually not that aware right of how other people feel yeah because <laughs> you know? they're just driven they're they're going for it they're you know they got a hundred things going on so it's you know it's very very challenging right because because mm -hmm. of that so yeah over the years i you know kind of learned how to how to deal with that i learned how to corral him when i needed to to get the answers that i needed um but it was definitely uh, some challenging some challenging years there learning too, a lot of learning of it. Oh yeah. It was an incredible season of learning on a lot of yeah. levels. Uh, and, yeah. and it's really those seven years laid the foundation for what I do now for sure. Yeah. So when did you first hear about EOS? Yeah. So it wasn't in those years. Uh, I wish yeah. it was. <laughs> so yeah. I, left, I left working there and I went to work at a construction company um, and, um, that was where he mentioned traction, the book traction explains what EOS is and, mm -hmm. uh, but I never read it. Right. So, but again, I was working with another visionary, I realized it right away. I'm like, okay, he's very similar to my first. And I, but my initial reaction was, okay, I'm going to treat this differently this time. Right. Like the mm -hmm. first time, to be honest, I was judgmental and critical, you know, of the differences that we had the second time I'm yeah. like, okay. I'm going to have more grace for him. I'm going to have a stronger voice, you know, when I disagree or when I feel like structure is needed. Uh, and it went a lot better. Uh, I worked with him. I was an estimator for three years. And uh, this is a typical visionary type thing. He, he promoted me to estimator and he said, Clayton, I hate spreadsheets and I don't want to learn them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you can you be my estimator? And my response was, yeah, I can, but you know, I've never estimated before <laughs> and I've never done commercial construction before. And he's like, Oh, you're smart. You're smart. You'll figure You'll figure it out and I'll help you. Right. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's do it. And it was hard. Like yeah. really, uh, I was fortunate. My wife was an architect. Uh, so I was able to take like plans home and, you know, ask her questions and, you know, get, learn how to read plans from her. Yeah. 
to be honest. And yeah. uh, anyway, so then over those three years that I was in the estimator role, we, we, you know, as an integrator does, we built systems. So I, I built the spreadsheets. I built, you know, the things to track uh, how much estimate, how many estimates we were sending out, what percentage we were getting, like all that stuff that we'd never had before. Right. Yeah. So I just naturally is like, well, we need, we need this. Like I want to know how we're doing, you know, so I'm going to build spreadsheets that show it. Um, mm -hmm. We went from napkin estimating, which yeah. you know, what I call it. It's like, you know, just throwing some numbers at it and hoping for the best to like an actual system, how to make sure we're doing it right. And, uh, and then also helped with the transition, right. From estimating to production. So the project manager knows the scope and all that. So mm -hmm. anyway, during all those years, he was telling me about traction. He's like, Oh yeah, this, this book traction is great. I tried to implement it though. And it didn't really work and all this stuff. And, and he would vent to me about the things that annoyed him about the business. And then eventually I got sick of him venting to me and not doing anything to fix it. So I made a list. This is a very integrator thing to do is I made a list of all the things he complained about and a list of how I'd fix it if I were him. And I took him for coffee and I presented it to him. And at the end of the coffee, he said, you're, you're promoted. You're my integrator. <laughs> but I didn't know what an integrator was. I said, so yeah. what's that? And he said, well, here, read this book traction which i have right here so in case yeah yeah i've got one light here too <laughs> and this is the original one that's pretty worn out uh yeah. and and so i read it yeah i read it and i and i fell in love i'm like wow this is this is awesome we needed this at the church we need it here and when i read about integrator i'm like yeah that's i'm kind of doing that already so yeah let's get let's make it official and give me more authority over the whole organization and so that's what we did. And uh, I just started self-implementing what I read in the book, whatever made the most sense for what we were trying to accomplish. Um, and we 22 times our net profit in, in 12 months. Um, no turnover, um, no increase in revenue. It was just purely uh, increased accountability engagement from the team. And I I've just fell in love with EOS yeah. and being an integrator. Yeah. Well, we got Dean here. I don't know if you know Dean, but he's, it's, it's, I think he's talking about you here. Total rock star. <laughs> and he said, if we only had a handbook, yeah, a guide for church groups to follow. I think everybody, every group that says that more than, more than not, that's for sure. Cause I've been in not, I've been in other kinds of uh, organizations for profit, not for profit. It's all the same. I mean, I think, you know, and I've talked to a number of EOS integrators and it's interesting how many of them have used them in not for profit or church groups, yeah. and, you know, because they, it, the, the issues are the same. Yeah. And that's what someone said to me is like, I remember when I was working at the construction company, they're like, how do you go from being a pastor to being yeah. a production manager at a construction company? I said, well, they both have people, right? It, yeah, the context is different, but it's not really. It's a, it's the same. Um, I would say there's very little difference, in fact. And that's why when people ask me, like, if if like they're looking for a fractional integrator, sometimes they'll say, "Well, what's your background? What industries have you worked in?" Well, that's really not that important, <laughs> to be honest, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's people, right? And it's uh, I'd say it's more important what size a company you've worked with. Yeah. Right. Have you experienced, you know, 
20 people or 50 people or 100 people and the complexities that come with it i'd say it's much that's more important uh than the industry i can i concur with that 150 percent because i don't care what business you're in i mean if you're in a business and it's got a mission or it's you know got goals you you have people that have to execute it and there's going to be people that know technically how to do it. And there's, you got to get the right people in the right spots and, and help them do yeah. it. Yeah. And I would say, to be honest, I would say it's actually kind of a blessing in disguise if you don't know the industry. And the, the reason is then you can't get pulled into the weeds, right? Like you can't get, they can't rely on you to do the, to do the details and actually do the work. It forces mm -hmm. you working on the business rather than in it so you know it i found that with the construction company i was first integrated because i'd only been in construction for three years right and yeah. there's people on the team that have been in construction for 20 and 25 right and so they wouldn't come to me to ask me questions about construction right because i wasn't the guy they'd go to the visionary for that right but if they needed to come to somebody to talk about people and how to manage people and how to deal with certain situations they'd come to me because i was the expert mm -hmm. right yeah so it was it was good yeah that's awesome that's such a great uh, a great uh, beginning for you to actually have to live through that go through the process see it you know how first of all the seven years of not having the foundational things at eos or the, the traction uh really teaches us and then being able to go into a company that doesn't have it and then implement it okay. because it is a huge thing so when you were implementing that first time you were reading you were implementing what were some yeah. of the things that really surprised you about the system or about how it uh how it how the yeah about this about the system first of all and how it worked in the company mm -hmm. i don't know that anything surprised me uh okay. to be honest the interesting thing about when i first read traction was you know i hadn't heard any of it before I'd, i had none of it was new right like yes I'd read, I'd read a lot of books Read a, lot, read, a lot, read a lot of books about leadership, read a lot of things, been to a lot of courses. You know, I wasn't a new leader, right? So when I read Traction, it was like, wow, like they've just taken all the best stuff from everywhere and made it into something that was really, uh, that really made a lot of sense. It was simple, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know, like I think for a natural integrator, um, they just salivate when they read traction because it's like, wow, this is going to change the world. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know that, you know, I, I'd say that the, the results and the speed of the improvement surprised me. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I had no doubt when I read it that it would make a big difference. Yeah. Like, Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And Dean's got a question here. He says, what is EOS? And basically it's the entrepreneurial operating system that Gino Wickman talks about in the, in the book traction. And then he also has a couple other additional books that he talks about, but this has really got the framework of, of the EOS system and, and, um, and what it really does, like you said, that I think is so helpful for people, Clayton, is that 
it lays it out in simple steps. How do I get my business organized? And, mm -hmm. and in steps that I don't have to be, I don't have to be a specialist in, in anything other than I'm going to try to do what this says and organize it the way it does. Because the, the book itself, and this is, I'm going to be real honest. I, I poo pooed the book for a long time because I'm older than the book. Right. And I'm, I'm with, when you talk about the Collins and you, the other management people, and you talk about them uh, that were laying out some of these foundational things and, and, you know, of course they've taken it different ways in, in, in traction and put it together a little differently. But I thought this is the same stuff we're doing in companies already, but what I've, come to really appreciate about the EOS, EOS implementers and integrators and, and, and the whole traction movement is that um, it simplifies it to a point that you and I can have a conversation about how we want to move the business forward. And if we've agreed that we're going to use the, the principles laid out in traction and EOS, we know what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. It's the, this different yeah. steps and we know what we're going to do yeah the framework so, is there you know there's no disagreeing about the way we're going to do it if we agree we're going to do this yeah right? so it yeah. just unifies unifies everybody and if there's a disagreement you can go back to the book right and yeah. you know being a christian i would say this like you know if you're married and you're both christians if there's a disagreement you yeah. go back to the bible right yeah and, you solve the disagreement, right? So it gives you that common, that common ground to unify you. Yeah. Really. And I really enjoy when, when, uh, when you have a visionary that really understands and, and tell, well, let's talk about this a little bit, the construction company in specific, when a visionary begins to realize their role as a visionary and how, how they, how they think and how it's different from others and they embrace it and really take off when the two, the visionary and the integrator work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when he promoted me, I didn't tell the whole story. He, he's, his words were Clayton, when I touch operations, it blows up in my face every time. Right. And he said, I saw you work at the church for seven years and now three years with us. I know you'll be good at this. I know you'll be way better than me at this. And he let go, right? He just, you know, and I, I think, you know, because of our length of relationship and depth of trust, it's not yeah. normal. It's not normal for a visionary to let go the way that he did. Like literally he let go and let me run the company. And he, he was down to four to six hours a week at one point, fairly quickly. Uh, yeah. Because he knew I, I would handle it and I would handle it better than him. And I thrived right? It's like, this is my sweet spot. This is my unique ability. I love this, right? Like I'm nerding out doing this stuff. Like I just love it. And for him, he's like, oh, freedom. I don't have to do operations anymore, right? He's, he'd been doing it for 15 years, you mm -hmm. know, and hating it, right? So now he's like, okay, now I can be an entrepreneur. Now I can go and I can, you know, focus on business development. And he bought two other companies that year uh, and, you know, went and chased something, something else. He bought another residential construction company that was virtually bankrupt and he turned around. He's brilliant. He is brilliant mm -hmm. at that stuff. But once it's running, he's bored. 
Yes. Right. Like now I need a new challenge. Give me something else to do. This is, this is boring. So can you run this for me so I can go chase the next opportunity? And I just had supper dinner with him last Thursday and now he owns four companies. Uh, and at one point he had seven, <laughs> but three went bankrupt. Uh, they were all fitness studios that he launched just before COVID. So that's not really his mm, fault. Yeah. Bad yeah. Time. But he loves that. Like he's thriving. He's, he's loving that. Right. But he, yeah. he, you know, it's, it's just, that's his unique ability. Whereas mine was to run stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it is, it, you, you describe the way that uh, like them, when they really understand getting the right people, the additional people on their team that allow how that allows them to really flourish in their world and allows the other members of the team to really flourish. And when they mm -hmm. see that it's almost, it's, it's, it's that thing for him, I'm sure is very satisfying because he sees he's really being able to build things now mm -hmm. for the long term. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the unity guide. Now you, you, you like to help these visionaries and integrators work together where where did the idea for that come from that that you know that it was something that that people actually needed well it started with an implementer an eos implementer here in alberta that i met and we were having coffee or breakfast one day and he said it, somehow it came up and he said clayton if you can solve this problem because it's a big problem you'd be you'd be golden right and that kind of planted a seed and, and got me thinking okay how, could i could i solve this problem and then i started talking about it more in my business uh and i one of the guys in my bni chapter i used to be in bni i'm not anymore if you're familiar uh mm -hmm. i was chatting with him about the visionary and integrator and he's like his eyes opened and he's like oh yeah i'm the visionary and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> right? like, yeah, it's I you a mile away. <laughs> yeah you could spot him a mile away for sure yeah. and he said he said and i just hired my girlfriend and she's my integrator and i said okay how's it going he's like if you don't help us we're gonna kill each other that this is where this started and i was like <laughs> what do you mean and he explained it and i'm like okay well he's like can you help us and i'm like uh well i don't have a program for that and he's like make one <laughs> and i was like oh, okay okay so i made one uh yeah. and it was just a five-week program uh and um the first session was one hour a week. The first session, they had a big fight. Uh, like it got really heated and they're yelling at each other. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop. Time out, time out, time out. And they they stopped and I, and I was like, hey, this is what I see. Uh, you visionary, you have expectations up here for your integrator, but your communication to them is down here, right? She has no idea what she's doing. You've given her no structure and she's floundering and you're yeah. mad because she's not delivering. And I said, like, you need to be more clear about what you want and, and help her to give her some structure on how to get there because integrators thrive in structure and they wilt outside of it. And he was mad at me, to be honest, because I put the blame on him. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. he was not impressed. And I had a co-facilitator in there too. And we got, they left the call and he said to me, Clayton, I don't, I don't know if we can help these guys. And I was like, well, let's just 
stay the course, complete the program. And the next week, the visionary came back and he apologized. He said, you know what? I thought about what you said and I trust you, Clayton, and, I, and you're right. So so then we spent the next four weeks building the, the structure. They weren't running on EOS, just to be mm-hmm. clear, right? But, um, but it still applies, right? Like it doesn't yeah. seem to matter who I talk to about visionaries and integrators, whether they're a visionary and integrator just on the team. I've talked to many people who are just team members and I explain this, what I do to them. And they're like, oh yeah, this person is the visionary and this person is the integrator. And yeah, there's lots of conflict and, you know, different points of view. Right. So that, that's where it all got started. It was just like a cry for help from somebody that I knew. And even now that was two years ago. Every time I see her, she like gives me a big hug and she says, Uh thank you. They're still together. The business is doing great. We're going for coffee after Christmas or breakfast. That's awesome. Um, so that was the first one. And then the second one was very different. It was a referral from an EOS implementer. And they were about six months into implementing EOS. And very different situation. The integrator was new. He'd never been in this kind of role. And he was um, really not stepping into it and owning it the way that he needed to. And I met with the visionary and the visionary said, I feel like I need to rip the bandaid off and release control, but I just don't trust him that he's ready for it yet. And so then I ended up doing the same program with them. This mm-hmm. was around the same time. And uh, they were great, uh, but they just needed to talk about some things. They needed you know, to, to go a little deeper in, in their relationship. And by the end, uh, you know, they were, they were totally, you know, he had ripped the bandaid off. Chris was owning it and the leadership team commented to the implementer, like, I don't know, I don't know what, what happened, but it's different now. Like Chris is owning it and the visionaries let go and yeah, it's so much better. So that's that's awesome. That's how it started. And that was two years ago. And now I've just two years, I've been spending a lot of time just thinking about how can I best set them up for success you know, I've been building a framework. I'm starting to work on a book. Uh, I've been doing lots of webinars and trying to help mm-hmm. uh, change the way that they, they think and embrace each other. Well, it's, it is so different, right? It's so different in the business. And you see this, like you said, we're talking about traction and EOS a lot in this, but every business, if they are a certain size or they've got employees, a few employees and they're doing, you know, it doesn't matter what it really is. There is a visionary and integrator, whether they realize it or not. One person is more the outgoing doing it. The other person is there making sure that they're, you know, executing, making sure the trains run on time. And so what you're saying and how you're helping people is really, universal in in terms of or if they're using eros or not it's really getting that those two pieces of the business working together right mm-hmm. for better yeah for better yeah and if i was speaking to a visionary if there's a visionary listening and thinking about this yeah like, stop stop trying to do stuff you're not you're not good at like just stop like your life's going to be so much better right when you have yeah. an integrator can do the stuff that you're bad at right like we all we all think, I think, especially when you start a business, you think, well, no, I can, I can do that. Right. Like it's not that hard. Right. But it, it's not giving you energy, right? Like it's not, you know, it's not 
you don't enjoy it, right? Like imagine if all you had to do was the things that you enjoyed mostly. Like you never you never get out of, you know, you never yeah. get out of doing the things you don't enjoy. But what if you were spending 80% of the time doing the things that you're uniquely built to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Like how much more would you enjoy your business? And not only that, but it's the same for the integrator, right? Like the things you don't like, they love. And so it's win-win, right? Yes. And you're, your business is going to operate much better and be more profitable with a good integrator running it. Right. So yes. Um, it's hard. Yeah, oh yes. Yes, it is. Cause I don't, you made the key point there is that visionaries. Yes, you can do those things, yeah. but they're not the things that you really want to be doing or that you're the best at, or that bring you joy in your day or things like that. And when you get the integrator doing those things and free to do those things and do those things in the best way possible and not interfere with how they're doing it other than, Hey, the outcome's good or not, you know, that's, that's what we're doing there. What you see is that the visionary is like, okay, now, and if they know where they're going, right now I can go work on this other stuff that I've, I've wanted to work on forever but I haven't, I didn't have the time because I was always over here because I could do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't make me happy, I could do that stuff. Well, now that's getting taken care of by someone that likes to do it. Now I can go off and like the the construction example that you talked about, well, that person was able to go off and buy more companies and do what they need to do. And how did that change their trajectory by allowing them to move into their real special skill set and move that forward faster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when, when you, when you're helping people going through the, the EOS process, going through the structure, going through the structure and, and, and helping people do this, what are some of the, the common things that you see as the visionary and integrator are setting there that they really start to start to realize? Um, I think the biggest problem is not accepting the differences. So I always use marriage examples. Uh, you know, I've been married for 13 years and we spent way too much energy the first 10 years trying to change each other. <laughs> Join the club. And it doesn't work. No. no. You can't change someone. It's impossible. All it does is create bitterness and resentment and uh, strife, right? And uh, I find that this happens a lot with visionaries and integrators is that, you know, rather than embrace the differences, they push against them and try to try to change each other. And it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake because it's your differences, not your similarities that that make it work. So I'll give you an example. So I, I stopped working at that construction company. Uh, I was gone for about a year and a half and he reached out to me. He saw that I was starting to coach integrators and he reached out to me. He's like, Hey Clayton, I think I have a, I think I might have a, an integrator that could, could step into your role. He said, we've really been missing you, you know, and what you did. And, um, could you coach him? And I said, yeah, yeah, I could like, do you think he's he's the right guy for it? And he said, well, I think so. My only problem is he's not visionary enough. 
<laughs> and I started laughing, right? And I said, what are you talking about, <laughs> right? I said, we didn't work well together because I was like you. We worked well together because we were different. I was different, right? You don't need another visionary. You need an integrator, right? So it's not, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you have to have maybe a certain level of visionaryness, but, you know, it's it's the opposite that you really need. And I think one of the problems that most companies have and owners have, I think, is that they have a tendency to hire people just like them. And then they end up frustrated um, because they're <laughs> the people like them are annoying them because they're doing the same things that they're doing. Right. And, and you don't need that. You need the opposite. Right. I met with somebody today for coffee and they're thinking about hiring an integrator. And she was telling me about who they're thinking of hiring. And I'm like, I just hope they're not, you know, like them because they need they don't need that. They need they need somebody who's going to challenge them, who's going to push back, who's going to disagree. Right. Like that's that's where the strength is if you can do it respectfully right mm -hmm. and, um yeah so that's i think the biggest thing is that, that just and that's where i start is awareness right like we need to really start talking about awareness like what does this relationship look like and what the impact can it have on your company which i think the book rocket fuel is another a book that eos put out is really good but then i also like to talk about what are the aware let's get aware of what the pitfalls are like what are the things that are going to annoy you about each other right and, and Ooh, I don't, yeah i don't know if you're familiar with the colby assessment are you mm -hmm. i've heard yeah, of it yes colby assessment you know it scores you on four things and i use that in my coaching and, and because it gives you a you know a score between one to ten on each thing and, and if if so i'll give you an example one of the the third one is called quick start uh, and what that measures is your risk aversion, right? So if you're a high score, you're, you, you risk isn't an issue for you, right? Like you're just, you're willing to just go for it and, and risk everything and it doesn't scare you. Right. But if you're low, you, you, you're, you're our risk aversion. You don't like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't like risk and you want to do the research. You want to build a system. You want to do all the stuff to avoid the risk. Right. So a, a visionary is typically high quick start. Like, risk isn't a big deal. They love to, you know, to risk, right? Whereas an integrator is usually going to be low. They're going to be risk averse, right? So if, if I'm, if my visionary is rated a 10 and I'm a one, we're going to have conflict. Yes. Right. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The integrators would be, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. You know, we need to think about this. And he's like, what, you're just, you're a governor on me. Like, I can't, you know, I can't break through. We, we this is so amazing. You know, we need to go, we need to go. And they're going to fight about it. Right. So if you're not aware of that, it's going to be worse. Right. But if you're aware of it, then you can you can compensate for it. You can meet in the middle somewhere. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a blessing for the visionary to have somebody think, help them think things through before they dive in. Yes, yes, yes. And Heather said this earlier about something. Thanks for being here, Heather, in the comments. She said this is so true when she was you were talking earlier about visionaries and integrators and causing strife with each other. And when you talk, you said something in here, this awareness, and you talk about risk aversion and that visionaries aren't really that, uh, you know, afraid of risk and they'll take a risk that, that an integrator won't. One of the things that just happened to me um, about a week ago is, is I was talking to someone in, in, in a business situation. They're, they're like visionary out of this world. Right. And, and it was finally, he, 
they called me to ask my opinion about something and i was like okay 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 well this is you know you're, you're asking somebody that's more towards the integrator side of it i said well these are the things and really you know you shouldn't do it and i finally i realized i said but you're going to go ahead and do this right you're just calling <laughs> me to see what's going on yes i'm going to go do it anyway and I think that when 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 you when you talk about that, or you talked about that, and and how it can really do that, I think some of the integrators and the visionaries need to know that. Hey, when I talk to somebody like this, that that that's in, they will ask me some more questions because they it, to them it's pretty risky, but to me it's not. But in the end, if that integrator really knows that, hey, it's going to happen no matter what, we just need to to make the best outcome of it possible. That's one of the things as, as an integrator, you can start to flex with that visionary and, and really choose your, your, your time, your battles, I should say, because there are some things working with a visionary, you're going to have to stop and say, listen, this could really be a life-changing thing that you're doing and you don't want to do it. Yeah. But on the other end of it, it's like, Hey, if you're willing to risk it and it's, you know, you, you, you're going to put, 50 yeah. bucks there and you don't care if it's gone tomorrow. Well, let's, you know, let's just try to make sure it doesn't it's, go too fast. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things I'd like to say on that one, because uh, one of the things, one of the central things to EOS is that, uh, <sighs> is that the integrator is supposed to be the tiebreaker. Yes. Yeah. Right. So if, you know, and I think the reason for that is integrators tend to see downstream implications of things mm -hmm. much better than a visionary does. So I think like if there's a if there's a stalemate in the leadership team, the integrator is supposed to make the call. Yeah. In the end yeah. to protect yeah. the organization. Um, but then I have another story that I have to tell you that's really funny. Oh, that'd be great. I was meeting with an implementer uh, recently and he's an integrator and he said, oh, man, I had a great relationship with my visionary before I became an implementer. We had so much trust for each other. And, and he told me the story. He said he would come into my office and he would spout off like 15, 20 ideas that he thought were just amazing. And he said, I would say to him, those ideas all suck. Get out of my office. And I was like, what? You said that to him? And he's like, yeah. And he would just leave. And I'm like, wow, why could you do that? Because that's not normal, right? Like most of the yes, time, yes. one of the challenges is usually the visionary is the owner and the integrator is an employee. Not always, but quite mm -hmm. often. So there's an quite intimidation often. factor there where you wouldn't risk. Yeah. You wouldn't risk yeah. saying something like that to your visionary because you probably lose your job. But I asked him, why could you do that? And he said, because if one of his ideas was good, I would say, stop the presses, everyone. We're implementing this now. Right. So there That's was a point. high level of trust that he had that gift of discernment to be able to tell when something was mm. actionable and not impacting negatively on the organization. So he said that, you know, he had that high level of trust. But can you get to that level of trust? Yeah. But it takes time. Right. It takes you know, getting to know each other um, and probably some fights. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like I believe intimacy is on the other side of fighting. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and, and two, when we talk about com fighting conflicts, whatever you want to call yeah. it, it's, it's not like it's ugly. It's just, it's just, I mean, if you don't disagree. have the trust, yeah, you're just disagreeing with somebody and, and you're just, trying to understand it when i mean and really understand what where their position is until you go oh yeah it it i'm not seeing it right or maybe i am seeing it right and you're not seeing what i'm seeing it, yeah it's it's a good thing 
it's a good thing. And I think you, that's a great example. It sounds extreme to somebody that didn't go through the process that had to take place before that. But, but mm-hmm. when you said what you said at the end there, it's like good, good idea, full forward, full, full force forward, bad yeah. idea, throw it out the door quickly. That's, that's, I mean, the visionary in that, in that situation is charged to keep bringing those ideas. Don't yeah. stop. Keep bringing them because the good ones are going to get used and the bad ones are the ones that probably don't work so good. They're going to mm. get shelved, but keep bringing more. I think that's it. Mean, you really put that per, yeah. that visionary in, into hyper mode and where you want them. Yeah. But there's a deep level of trust. Like there has to be, you know, yeah. I, I guess I'd put it this way, like that willingness to be open to being wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yes, that's yeah. where I think a lot of visionaries stall is they're not, they're not willing to um, be open to being wrong. Right. Like there's the pride there and really re- leveraging that, you know, integrator and don't get me wrong. It can be the other way around. I was a integrator. Mm-hmm. I would say I wasn't an integrator the first time I was working with a visionary, but I was prideful about process and how important it was. And I was angry all the time because people weren't doing things the way I wanted them to do it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it goes both ways, but you know um, it's really important, I think to, to be open, you know, and to, to, to just trust that we're going to fight this out until we get the best path. Right. But both of our perspectives are going to be shared and we're going to yeah. agree in the end, what the best thing is uh, for the company and for each other. And when you see that work together, it's a powerful thing. It's beautiful. It is. It is something. When you get a visionary that says, hey, it would be cool if we did this. And the visionary or the integrator goes, that's a great idea. And you go go back a month or two later and it's happening. And you're taking over a market or you, like you said in the construction company, the profitability is starting to take off or whatever. You've opened a new division. These kind of things can can literally happen in a very short time frame when you get these people working together. Yeah. I've experienced the beauty of it and I've experienced the the pain of it. Right. I've, I've yes. seen all all the uh you know the potential here and and I would say like you know like there's a great example right here where I live. Chris Jones is an EOS implementer in Calgary and his his integrator uh was is now an EOS implementer as well. And they have an incredible story of their journey, you know, of uh, learning how to be a VI duo together. And, and it's an incredible, it's an incredible story. They had a, a fireside chat last summer that I was at and it was hilarious because they're telling their stories, uh, but also, you know, amazing to see what's possible if you leverage both gifts together. It really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So if you've got, if there are people listening today and you know, you've got, could be a founder, could be a, a visionary if they've already identified themselves as that. And they are sitting there with this other person in their business. That is the one that's supposed to be keeping the trains running on time, supposed to be doing things there. What's one bit of advice you could give them today? Um, I would say 
enter the danger. That's a term, EOS term, but whatever scares you, like an issue that you feel like, you know, you need to um, bring up, like we all have blind spots, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if there's a blind spot in, you know, your integrator or vice versa, right, that needs to be exposed, that's holding the company back, um, run towards it, like address it. Don't, don't pretend like it's not there because it is there and it's holding things up. And how, how to do that, I would say is um, intent matters more than technique. So what I mean by that is, you know, if your intention when you bring it up is to stop the other person from doing something that is a pain in your butt and is making your life hard, it's not going to go well. Right. But if your intention is to bring, you know, to help them, like to, to see them grow and to see the company succeed, you know, and your heart is really to care for them. Like, this is how I, this is how I manage my teams. When I have a team is like, if I'm going to correct somebody, I won't correct them until I can come at it with the right intent. Right. Like meaning I'm, I'm going to correct you on this because I want you to be successful. I know it's going to hold you back from success in your career. And, you know, so I care about you and I want you to win, then I'll bring it up. Right. But if, but if it's just like, you're annoying me, please stop doing that. I won't bring it up because it, they'll sense the intent. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like they'll just see that hundred percent. you're just annoyed by me. So you're calling, you're calling me out because it's an annoyance to you. Right. So it's, it's so important that we correct people because we care about them and we care about the business. So yeah, don't run, don't run from healthy conflict. Uh, but make sure you have the right intent when you start the conversation. That is so powerful. That it, I mean, what you said there can change the way that that any any two people, right? Really, when you look at it, when you're in a business situation, I've, I, I it's so funny. It, it's so interesting that you said that because I'm doing that with someone now that I'm coaching, and it's it, it's like. I have to check myself and I have to really step back and go, okay, I want them to succeed. I need them to feel that I want them to succeed. And then we talk about this, to talk about what, yeah. what we, how, how, how we could do this better. Yeah. You know, and it's such, it's so much different a conversation. Yeah. It can't be a selfish motivation that you're doing it from. Otherwise, yeah. you know, they get defensive and it's going to blow up in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. Well, Clayton, it's been so much fun. I can't believe we're at time. And it's, it's great talking to you because I think that the people listening here today, if you if you came in here later, go back to the beginning. And I mean, Clayton, you really went through some good examples of yourself going through the visionary integrator process, seeing how it works, learning about traction and EOS, and then some of the situations where you've been coaching these visionaries and integrators and companies and really helping them to work together better so they can improve their organization. But thanks so much for being here today, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, Clayton, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, so if you reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'd interact with you. My website is theunityguide.com. Uh, and there's awesome. a there's a link on there to book a 30 minute call, free call. If somebody good, wants good, to good, good. 
and I'm going to click click your display name on. So it's Clayton Stenson. You can see how to spell it there, everyone, and and uh, reach out to him if you want to talk about this, and and or go to his website, The Unity Guide, and learn more about his fractional work that he does and his coaching of visionaries and integrators. Thanks so much for being here today, Clayton. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, everyone else, thanks for all of you that commented today. We've got Dean and Heather and, and uh, Robbie. Thanks so much for being here today. And all of you that were listening and, and, and not commenting, we appreciate you being here. We will be back again next week. Yes, I believe I have some going next. We're getting close to Christmas. So I don't, I don't know my holiday schedule that I decided because I decided about four months ago that. But we'll be back again. Clayton, hang out for a moment and we'll finish up.